morning. It's 8.07. Hour number three begins. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. We've got plenty of important things to talk about. The Rittenhouse trial, the jury will deliberate starting at 10 a.m., but there's a special session going on in Tallahassee. And joining us now, State Senator Keith Perry. Uh, good morning, Senator. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. Good morning to you. So right from the get-go, what, what's your take on what President Biden, his administration, is trying to do in terms of vaccine mandates? Is there a place for mandates? No, not at all. And if they, if they could just mandate it, if the federal government knew they could, a Biden administration, they would just do it. So what they're doing is they're really coercing the law, breaking the law, I think, by going around it and making OSHA or contractors that do work for them. If, if they have the ability to do it legally, then why wouldn't they just mandate a vaccine? Why would they do it all these other uh, uh, schemes and ways? So it's, I think it's an illegal thing that they're doing, and that's where we're up here to fight that. So you got a special session going on. It started yesterday at the urging of Governor Ron DeSantis to fight vaccine mandates, to look out for uh, people that work and live here in Florida. I, I, I know I appreciate that. And you talked about coercion. What will the crafting of any kind of a law do for, say, um, employees, for instance, in this area? You know, they're a huge one, like Shands and UF. When Shands gets about $1.6 billion in federal aid and federal grants and Medicare and Medicaid, um, can the governor actually step in and help them and defend them? Well, well we have to. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an absolute must. We cannot let the federal government... Again, coercion. You talk about kind of blackmailing us into saying you're going to do something uh, and, and potentially hold back billions, a billion and a half dollars. I, I don't believe that would happen. I mean, it's always a possibility, and, and we have to take that into account. But what we're going to do is we're going to pass a law uh, that's not going to allow – it's going to allow for so many exemptions, and those are going to be legal exemptions – that someone like UF Health would, would have to, I think it would ultimately be get settled in the courts is what's going to happen. Uh, but we have to stand up for our workers. I think about these, that you're talking about these nurses and frontline workers, uh, paramedics, all these people, first responders. For a year and a half, we've been telling them to go in, do what's necessary, way before there was any kind of vaccine, uh, way before there was any kind of knowledge. Hey, this is your job. You're not getting off. You know, a lot of these other bureaucrats and, and officials, you know, they just went home and worked from home. Right. But we didn't allow that. And now we're saying a year and a half later that they've been through this. Now we're going to mandate that you have a medical procedure in order to keep your job. So, you're, you know, there's always potential consequences and, and, and issues that we have to look at. And it's important to do that. But this is a fundamental right that we have to look at, protect these workers and protect Floridians. Now, there, there is a way out of the mandate, uh, exemptions, religious exemptions or medical exemptions. Now, there was a local attorney, Jeff Childers, that wrote a piece in the, uh, the Alachua Chronicle, and it had to do with um, a lot of employers, you know, the way the paperwork is designed is, and the questioning and how it's outlined, you're not going to be granted the exemption. You can fill them out all day long, but you're not going to be granted that religious exemption. In other words, there's a little bit of trickery going on here. Well, and that's what we're hoping to clarify and clean up. And and it even puts a burden. Uh, I believe there's a part in there that you could meet, we can find somebody if they don't allow for exemptions that should be allowed. And so we're gonna we're gonna clean that up. Um, we've only got a couple of days really here, three three more days to get this thing wrapped up and done, and we're going to. Uh, but we're going to make sure it's tight enough that the exemptions that you 
uh, have or are going to be qualified, and, and you're not going to be mandated to do this. And that's this whole thing about um, it's just an unfortunate situation. I've never – I'm not the oldest guy in the world, but I'm pretty old, and I've seen a lot of things. And to have the government come in and step in uh, with these type of mandates, um, again, there there could be consequences, but we're going to make it as tight as we can to make sure that people are protected. And, and, and I, th- I think you're going to see a bill – you know, look, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be pretty close. Um, it's going to have a lot of really good things with it. And it, since it will become law immediately upon the governor's signature, we will now have in statute a law that we can always file a new uh, bill in the regular session, which starts in January. Um, you know, we can potentially fix any kind of little problems that we find with this bill. Well, that that's good news. And then you feel like it'll probably be challenged in some way, shape, or form. We'll end up maybe at the, the Supreme Court level, Florida, along with other states, and maybe finally it'll be addressed. I think so. And you know, and then we've got other parts of this bill. Um, we got an OSHA part. Uh, we got the forced uh, mask uh, masking of children. Um, you know. Look, we all have our opinions, and I try to be unbiased and really look at things, but it's hard for me. I went into a school. Uh, you know, we pushed out of my office. We pushed a policy on early childhood music uh, education. And so I tour a lot of schools now, little elementary schools, and to see, you know, first graders, kindergartners with, you know, sitting in their masks for hours and hours. And uh, anybody would think that these masks are clean and sanitary is, is, is uh, mistaken. You don't have a one-year, a uh, first grader in a mask all day long and expect that to be clean and safe. And it's just, um, it's an unfortunate thing. And we're going to pass a uh, part of this uh, special session. We'll pass uh, a law that will not uh, allow that. It will not mandate that. They can't. That'd be between a parent and a child. There were a couple Democrats who were kind of squawking about, well, we could be using this time for for doing something uh, better for Florida. I mean, how do you answer back to some Democrats that think there are more important issues right now? I, I, I you know, I, I can't believe they would say that. Well, you tell us what that is. I've, I haven't heard of anything. And look, this is, um, you know, it's one week. We're up here anyway. It's not costing the state any extra money. We are in Tallahassee. I can't think of a more important thing to do. Uh, you know, to to stop the the overreach of both federal government and then some of these um, you know school boards and other people, we have to you know I, I it'd be it'd be interesting for them to explain what is more important and and how it's more important. Well, I can tell you, you know, as somebody who's working for a working family, it couldn't be more important because their livelihood literally depends on uh, what you're able to get done in Tallahassee and to whether or not they'll be forced to follow the vaccine mandate or forced to quit their job. So, yeah, it's huge for people. Right. And think about my business, my roofing company. We, we go between, you know, 95 to 110 employees, depending on, you know, we hire for some jobs. If I was required to vaccinate all my guys, which I won't do, uh, by the way, we, we will we will never comply with that. We won't comply with testing either. But it it would be really easy for my guys to find another job tomorrow. If you go if you're in construction, and you're skilled. Uh, you know we're fighting over uh, talent right now, and they would just so so the disruption for certain companies, not other companies. And what what kind of arbitrary number does the federal government come up or OSHA come up with that says, you know, if you have a hundred employees or more. You know, you have to be vaccinated. If you have, you know, 99 or less, you don't. What, right. what, what kind of scientific data? Um, <laughs> the COVID know, knows. The, yeah, the, yeah it, the COVID knows. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've gotten into a bizarre place, and, and it's amazing to me that people would accuse conservatives of, uh, uh, you know, the Trump derangement syndrome. They'd say, like, you know, if you're a conservative, if Trump said do anything, you would do it. Those are the same people who are doing whatever the government says. They, they think that the government has some kind of magic button that they push, and we go, oh, pro- just comply. The government put out a news flash that we have to do this, and, and all your worries are gone. It's just amazing for me to have this debate on the other side. Um, and it's unfortunate because what we're, they're trying to justify taking your rights away, uh, which has never been done by the federal government before, uh, and they're trying to do that. And they're, they're the one, same one saying, my body, leave me alone, or saying, no, it's, not your, it's your body, but not anymore. I mean, even in California, there was a doctor that was on the news that had his five-year-old son just was anxious to get the vaccine for two reasons. One is he was going to now stop the spread of virus, but also he had to protect adults. This is on the news. I was listening to this news article thinking, when did it become where a five-year-old was to protect adults, not adults protecting a five-year-old? And, but we've moved into, yeah, like I said, yeah. we, we're in a little bit of a crazy, uh, crazy time, but we're up here. And I tell you, the only difference between us and California, the only difference between us and, and other states or other countries is your legislature and your governor. And if, if people, this isn't a wake-up call, that they better be more than just a little engaged in the political process. They've got to be all the way in. Otherwise, and, and we could talk for hours about all the other things that the government's doing in our lives, and, our, and especially in our kids' lives. But uh, this ought to be a wake-up call, um, you know, to the only difference between us in California, your legislature and your governor. Well, they have twice as many uh, casualties and four times as many people in the hospital, too, even though they had much more restrictive rules. So, But that's a story for another day. Uh, State Senator Keith Perry, we appreciate you standing up for, for freedom and seeing the big picture and uh, being a patriot. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Hard at work in Tallahassee. Hopefully you can craft this thing in three days and it'll be rock solid or at least uh, have the, the necessary teeth to bite Biden back. That's my new movement. Ooh, I like that. That's a great Bite bumper sticker. Biden back. There you go. Right on. 817 on the Bob Rose Show. Plenty more to talk about. Greg Cassidy is in the house, and it's a trash talking Tuesday thanks to Florence Recycling.